0: Good morning. It's a joy to be here this morning and uh, to bring God's Word to you. Uh, even as Pastor Michael prayed, uh, let's be in, a, um, in an attitude of prayer. You know, brother, just keep playing. Um, just, just bow your heads in prayer. I just wanted to continue to pray this morning before I bring the message. Father, I just thank you with, uh, in conjunction with Pastor Michael even what he was sharing and speaking this morning thank you for this church Lord Father I stand here as a missionary Lord bringing a word from the mission field God we just commit this time to you and Lord I just thank you that even the word I bring it won't be just a word but Lord let your spirit begin to convict and change and charge people for the great commission Lord Father, I thank you for Connection Church. I thank you, Lord, that uh, this church is going to be an example. Pastor Michael, God is called this church to be an example. First uh, Thessalonians chapter one, verse seven to eight. This church is going to be an example. Hallelujah! Th- this example is going to spread, and that's the that's the that's the mandate on this church. You know, God is going to multiply and increase this church. In a great way and the example of this church is going to spread out you know to this region hallelujah so we just thank you father for this morning and i pray lord that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight in jesus name and everybody said amen amen hallelujah if you open your bibles to the book of uh, mark uh, chapter 16 Mark chapter 16. This morning, I want to speak to you about a message uh, titled as Living Living a Life of Impact. Living a Life of Impact. Encountering God and Impacting This Generation. Amen? Hallelujah. Here in Mark chapter uh, 16, it's a very uh, popular portion of Scripture. The Jesus says, and He said to them, go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and these signs shall follow to them who believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he, received, uh, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, uh, preaching everywhere, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Hallelujah. Living a life of impact. In 2 Corinthians 5.14, the Apostle Paul says... Um, Uh, The love of God compels me. The love of God, you know, empowers me. Because He died for us and He's given us a new life. My old life is gone. I recognize that the crucifixion, you know, takes away my old life and I have a new life today. Um, In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, the Bible says to love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And, and in verse 39, it says, to love your neighbor as yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. To live a life of impact, to fulfill the Great Commission, number one is we got to start where we are. Start where you are. Amen? Hallelujah. Many years ago, I want to lay a foundation because this is the first time I'm coming to your church. And I want to lay a foundation um, in sharing the history of our ministry. This is a new church, even as Pastor Michael was sharing with me. And I, I believe that it's very appropriate, uh, the message I'm, I'm trying to communicate to you this morning. And I want to give a, a brief history. My message is going to be a brief history but it's going to impact you, it's going to inspire you, it's going to um, help you, it's going to uh, you know, release you to do all what God has called you to do. Amen? It's going to lift you up this morning. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to lift you up. Hallelujah. Um, to fulfill the Great Commission, to impact this generation, I believe we've got to start where we are. Many years ago, when I was growing up, um, I was only two years old. My brother was five years old. And um, my mother and my father did not know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. I come from a Buddhist country. Uh, My my nation has only 1% of born-again Christians. There's only 250,000 born-again Christians in my whole nation of 21 million. So there's a lot of work to be done my city is a dark city it's uh, steeped in buddhism it's steeped in hinduism and islam and christianity is just being, beginning to spring forth uh, spring forth but many years ago in the in the in the year 1973 um there was a pastor who came to our house my dad was a tea estate manager uh, uh, anybody drinks tea here in, uh, in, uh, South, in uh, Georgia? <laughs> okay, iced tea, right? <laughs> but Sri Lanka is very popular for tea. Uh, the Englishmen, they came and they planted the tea plantations in Sri Lanka. And my father was a tea estate manager. At a young age, you know, he, uh, he was a manager in this tea estate. And when you're a tea estate manager, it's like you're living the American dream. You have a house, you have a driver, you have a cook, uh, you have gardeners, and uh, so you have a life, um, you can live the life that you really want to live. So during that time, my mother and father did not know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. They did go to church, they were religious, um, but they didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So this pastor, you know, he came um, from the city of Colombo, it's about a six-hour drive, so he rode a bus. Uh, on this bus, he was coming to our home. It, take, it took about six hours for him to come to our home. So, but he would do this every month, and he would share the gospel. But there was no response from my parents. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, you know, Do not be weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap. Hallelujah. Do not be weary in well-doing, and God wants us not to give up. And he continued to come, because the Bible says the love of God, you know, compels us. It's nothing else but the love of God. And he was filled with love, and he came, you know, riding on a bus all the way to our home, and there was no response. There was nothing that happened. But uh, to make a long story short, um, um, there was a a crisis in our family. And uh, this crisis was my dad was, uh, you know, his leadership style with the estate was not good. So they threatened to kill all of us. So we had to flee our home and the estate, and we were in a friend's house. So during that time, my dad was thinking about these issues of faith, and everything this pastor had shared, he was uh, thinking about faith in Jesus Christ, and so so that was, you know, the beginning uh, of um, the journey with God for my parents, hallelujah, so start where you are, hallelujah, whatever God's put in your heart, you got to go, Amen? That's why the Bible says to go ye to all the world and preach the gospel. I believe that God is going to open a door for you. Wherever you are, whoever you are, God is going to open a door. And during this crisis moment, you know, my dad and mom decided to go to this pastor's church. It was a small church. It was a house church. But um, the power of God was in this church. And they went to this church. And on the first day that they went, my father got born again. My father is a hard nut to crack because he's got full of pride. And pride issues were, you know, one of the factors that he could not accept Christ. But in a crisis, anything works. So he said, hey, I want to give my heart to Jesus. And they got radically saved at that church. And they got filled with the Holy Spirit at that church. And the the pastor of the church challenged my dad and said, Lakshman, you need to go back to your estate. And my dad was reluctant to do that because they threatened to kill us. And apart from that, my dad's way of leadership was quite aggressive, maybe, you know, bordering abusive, you know, the way he handled his stuff. So because of that, he uh, did not want to go. But this pastor challenged him and said, you need to go and you need to ask forgiveness from the people. So my parents, you know, they decided to drive back to this estate, so we all came back. We were coming back to the estate, and while we were driving up my dad would park his car next to the T estate factory. When he parked his car, there were uh, many people who had gathered with uh, big swords and machetes. They were ready to come and murder all of us. So my mom saw that and said, keep driving, And and my dad kept driving. We came to a T junction. At the T junction, the, the, the easiest thing is to do is to take a right turn and go to the house. But God spoke to my father for the first time and said, Don't take the right turn, take the left turn and go to the house. So it saved our whole life, it saved our whole family from death and destruction. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy, but Jesus comes to give us life and life more abundantly. And that night. Um, nothing happened to us, only the window screens in our home was broken, but God, you know, saved us from calamity and from destruction. Hallelujah. So, that was the turning point in our family. Hallelujah. Uh, The turning point for our entire family was that night, and my dad, you know, turned his life around, and he was on fire for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we got to start where we are. Start where you are. Hallelujah. God's put a talent in your, uh, you know, in, in your, in your life. He's put a gift in you. And you got to use that gift. And even if you go to somebody and they don't accept Jesus, they reject it. Keep going. Amen. Keep going. Because you will reap a reward. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Don't give up on people. Amen? Don't give up on families. Don't give up on souls. Start where you are. Secondly, use what you got. Amen? Use what you got. We got to go. And then we got to preach. And when you preach, people are going to believe. My dad started to believe. Amen? Sometimes we feel that people are not going to believe. But when you go in the name of the, the Father, people will begin to believe. They will believe what you're saying. It takes only a matter of time. My dad, you know, that was the turning point for my father and mother. And he started, you know, preaching the gospel to these people whom he was so harsh, whom he, um, you know, was abusive. He started preaching to them. The love of God. And hundreds and hundreds of people, beloved, got born again. And we planted a church in that estate. And people were praising God, and they saw a radical change in my father's life. And that is the love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You gotta use what you got. Hallelujah. And that's the power of of God's love. Hallelujah. To love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. And not only that, God will not only use one person. God will use the family. God will use the wife as well. My mom was, uh, uh, she was a stay home mother, stay home wife. But she had a talent where she could draw, draw she was very good with her artwork. She was a good artist, and she said, I'm going to use my talent, my craft. And she had 40 people working for her, and what she did was she started sharing the gospel with all 40 of them, and none of them got born again, so she was very disappointed. So we called this pastor who came and shared the gospel with us. He came, and uh, he, he spoke the gospel to these 40 um, people who worked for my mother, and all 40 of them got born again. So when we, uh, when we were just uh, at an age to go to school, we went to the city, and my, uh, my, my mom and dad you know, uh, got a house. It was a rented house. But uh, in, a, in a matter of time, God you know, gave us a beautiful home. Not only a home, but a three-acre land was given to us. Um, and that was a huge miracle. It was a home. It was not a beautiful home, but it was, it was a home. But there was a three-acre land as well. So, every t- uh, beloved, you know, this morning when we, you know, use what God has given to us, he's going to do miracles. Amen? He's going to do miracles. When you step out, God is going to do miracles. Not only what my dad did on the estate, you know, planting a church, God started to use my mom, you know, and um, we got this house and, and 40 people, we started a church in the house, in the living room. And these 40 people were on fire for Jesus. And um, what happened was the, the fire couldn't stay inside. It started increasing. The passion that was inside of these people started increasing. And it started expanding so we couldn't hold it inside the house. So we had to build a small building outside our house. And that that building couldn't hold the people either. And there were more people coming in. And um, lots of, you know, salvations, lots of healings. You know, mostly, you know, Buddhist people getting, you know, saved. You know, the demon possessed being delivered. And it was revival. But um, my point is, we couldn't hold the people because it was increasing. It was the presence of God. That's why the Bible says, the love of God compels me. God can use anybody. Hallelujah. God wants to use you this morning. Amen. He wants to take you to the mission field. The mission field is not only the nations, but it's the city. Amen. It might be right next door to where you are it may be your community it may be your suburb now god wants to use you hallelujah we got to use what he's given to us and this little you know house church you know became a church so we had to build a building and that building you know we had to break it about maybe three times because it started increasing and expanding You know, many pastors were raised up in that church, Uh, many uh, evangelists, uh, many churches were planted from that little church, and uh, that church, we had to break it about three, four times, and now it's the church that we have, but out of that, out of that small, out of the small beginnings, you know, sometimes it's small beginnings, and out of the small beginning, God will do something great. God wants to do something great in you. Hallelujah. So um, God, started, God continued to expand that body of believers. Many, many um, Bible schools were birthed. Many people went out to preach the gospel from that house church, and now it's a church. Amen? So use what you got. You know, when we preach the gospel to people, They will believe. That's what the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 16. I have seen this, you know, people believing. I was at the gym a few months, uh, probably a year ago. And when I went to the gym, um, this guy, he had music, and this music was loud, and the lyrics were so bad. So I was getting annoyed with this guy. Do you get annoyed with people? (laughs) And the lyrics were so bad. And I went and had a word with him, and I said, hey, you know, can you turn it down? He said, no. Then I took my pastor title out. I'm a pastor. He said, I can't care less whether you're a pastor or not. I'm going to have this music on. And it was going on, and the lyrics were so bad. And, and so I, got a, I had an idea. I said, I'm going to put my headphones on. And God said, pray for that guy and keep worshiping inside the gym. And I continued to do that. The music didn't change. Nothing changed. And he started mocking me, and he started laughing at me. And I was wondering, God, what's going on? So I I went on a trip, and I came back. And after I came back, I went to the gym. And and as, as soon as I entered the gym, this guy walks up to me, the gym manager. He's a young boy. He's only 21 years old. And the guy comes up to me, and he says, hey, Pastor, I want to speak to you. I thought he was going to ask me to leave or something. And he said, I went to a meeting, and God touched me at the meeting. I want to speak to you. And uh, so I spoke to him, and I led him to the Lord, and he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Now I'm discipling him. Amen? They will believe. This is in a a Buddhist country that's seeped in Buddhism. They will believe. Hallelujah. Even here in Savannah, Georgia, they will believe. Hallelujah. The little group that my mother had started believing, and so many churches were planted out of that little group. So many evangelists, so many pastors came out of that little group when we use what we have. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says the love of God, you know, compels us. Paul says, it urges me. It empowers me to go. Because he's given me a new life. I recognize the cross of Jesus Christ has taken the old life away. And he's given me a new life. And I need to tell people that I once was blind, but now I see. That's all I got to say. I once was blind, but now I see. Amen. The love of Jesus is very contagious. The love of Jesus causes me to be passionate. Hallelujah. That's all we need. It's simple. Sometimes we say, I can't go to the mission field, Pastor. I can't do it because I have, not, I have not had a theological education. I'm telling you, all you, got to, all you need is the love of God. A changed life and the love of God, hallelujah, and the word of God. Amen. Passion can touch people. Blind Batamis was crying out. And the people next to him, the disciples said, shut up. But he knew that Jesus was passing by. And he kept shouting. Because he had passion, a passion for Jesus. He said, I'm not going to be the same old, same old. I'm not going to be like this anymore. I need, I need a change. The lady with the issue of blood for 12 years. You know, she went to every doctor. She spent everything she had. Nothing happened. But she knew one after 12 years that Jesus was there. And she said, I'm going to do everything I've got to touch him. And that's what love does, beloved. We can touch Jesus. Amen. And the rest is history. God healed him, And that's how the Great Commission works. It works with an encounter with God. And that encounter will set you on fire for God. Amen. And when when God begins to set us on fire, we got to go. Hallelujah. And when we go, people will believe. Hallelujah. There will be people who will accept God. That's why the great, that's what Jesus said. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. They who believe shall be saved. They who don't believe will not be saved. Hallelujah. Passion. Thirdly, and in closing, do what you can. Amen do what you can number 1 start where you are like that pastor you know there'll be one person that god wants you to go and that one person can change a nation my dad was that person this pastor came my dad is a person that sometimes you know people will get put off by coming 6 hours it's not the nicest person. But the love of God can go to the most terrible person and break that person. Amen? That's what love does. That's what agape love does. Not conditional. or he doesn't respond. No, he, he's, he's bad. He's got a bad attitude. But agape love can begin to change somebody. Amen? Love. Causes us to go. Hallelujah. Jesus said to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. And when you begin to love God, you know, he begins to release his love to us. And I got something to carry. Hallelujah. I'm not going empty handed. I'm going with the love of God. Hallelujah. It's a lethal weapon of mass destruction. Amen. Powers of darkness will be destroyed. And my family was born again. And not only that, God started to use our family to share the gospel, to spread the gospel in an apostolic way where churches were birthed, disciples were made. It was not just evangelism and people getting saved, but disciples were made. Hallelujah when you begin to do that, beloved, you know, God will begin to provide for you. You know, God will, you know, open things up to you. When you don't have, God will provide. We didn't have a house. God gave us a house. And that house, I mean, when God gives, you got to give. We got to have generosity. My home, when I was growing up, it was like a train station. There were people coming in the morning. There were people at lunchtime, people at night. It was the story of my life. But if you want to change a nation, if you want to impact a generation, we got to be ready for that. Amen. I can't say, I, I, I don't have time for these people. I can do this. I can do that. Now you can. Hallelujah. Because Christ died for us. Amen. And he changed our life so that we can go the unbeliever we can go to the person who's down and out hallelujah do what you can the bible says and they went forth and preached everywhere and the lord working with them confirming the word with signs and wonders and miracles god wants to confirm when you go and preach the lord will be working with you amen you're not alone God will be working with you. What an amazing deal. God is working with me. Amen. Because I'm doing his work and God is working with me. I'm not alone. He's working with me. My father, you know, went on. um, He was not a full-time pastor. He was a, a tea estate manager, but God started to bless him. God gave him influence in the tea plantations. Everywhere he went started preaching he was a he was like a modern day paul preaching the gospel tent maker preacher apostle preaching the gospel you know discipling people they were radical and the and the government of sri lanka got to know this the minister of the government the president sent an order and said you need to stop this gospel preaching so my father and his friend you know they said no they're not going to stop this the love of god you know compels us can't stop that the book of acts you know they didn't stop preaching When there was persecution they didn't stop preaching they continued to preach so my father you know got a demotion they thought that this guy is gonna you know stop preaching but he continued to preach and God began to prosper him in his work the best days of our family was those days what the enemy meant for evil, God can turn it around for good. I mean, sometimes we think that the enemy is, you know, attacking us, but God will turn it around for good. And those were the best days. And one, um, one estate where we went, I remember there was um, communal, communal, communal riots in our nation where one ethnic group was setting fire to the, the other ethnic group to their houses, to their businesses. I was only 12 years old when I saw fire all over my city. It was like a racial riot that was taking place in 1983. My mother came to my boarding school and we were driving through the streets of um, streets of Candy and to where my father's estate was. And um, my mother and father, you know, when the one uh, whole, Gang of people were trying to come to the estate to set fire to the people who were working for them. My father and mother, they got got on top of the mountain and they started praying. And this man who was leading the mob, you know, saw angels around the estate and fire around the estate. And he fled and he came back to my father and asked him, you know, who is this God you're praying to? I want to accept this God. And he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. And nobody was killed. No home was burned. That was the only place in that whole area that was safe and protected because of the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. These signs will begin to follow us. When we preach, these signs will begin to follow. God will do signs and wonders. In another estate where my dad went, um, he got transferred, and uh, on the way, he was going to you know, take up this new place. The previous manager was murdered alive. And as he drove, the, the previous manager was on the, on, the, on the road. He was murdered alive. And all his workers were all murdered. So my mother asked my dad, you know, why are you going to this new place? So he said, No, God is sending me there. Doesn't look like God because all those people were murdered, but God was sending him on a mission. Sometimes God sends us to dark places. Sometimes, you know, we gotta risk our lives. When we hear from God, we gotta go. And he went to this yesterday. There was another, you know, terrible time in our nation in 1989 where the a rebel group had risen and um and there was a lot of infighting between the government and this rebel group where they were killing people so during that time uh, my dad would get up early in the morning at 4 a.m in the morning and he would pray and the leader of that rebel group in that area came to our home and uh, he put two guns on his head and he threatened to kill my father and said i need money so my dad you know he's a man of god Said, no, I'm not going to give you any money, but I will help you. What, what kind of help can I give you? So um, they went back and they came again and they said, take us to the city. And because if my dad took them to the city, the army personnel knew who they were and they would put every one of them in jail. But on the way, my dad was driving these uh, two rebels, one is a leader. On the way, you know, this man, uh, my dad started sharing the gospel with him. And he gave his heart to the Lord. The other guy, he gave his heart to the Lord too. And he went and planted a church. And he became a pastor. So that's the power of God. Amen. God will do signs and wonders. God will do miracles. Hallelujah. He's a God of power. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, you know, as we start where, where we are. Hallelujah. Galatians 6:9 it says... Don't give up. You know, don't give up. Do not be weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap. Hallelujah. There's a season of reaping. Sometimes, you know, you'll uh, sow with tears. And you will reap with joy. Tears of joy. Hallelujah. There will be a season of reaping. Don't give up. And I thank God for that pastor who came to our house and shared the gospel. You know, he only touched one family. And our family was able to touch an entire, you know, region for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. An entire region. You know, many, many families, thousands of people came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Use what you got. Amen. Start where you are and use what you got god's put something in your heart i mean god's given you a talent god's given you a gift god's given you a ministry it may not be a preaching ministry may not be a a ministry in the five-fold ministry but god's put you in the marketplace amen god's uh, you know given you a, a amazing you know vocation god's called you you are unique Sometimes you say, hey, I I, I don't have those stories. You don't need those stories. You are the story. Amen? Sometimes we wonder, hey, you know, how come those signs and wonders don't happen? But you are the story. Sometimes we go for a movie. We want to look at the scene, but look at the story first. There's a story, and you are the story. You are the messenger. God loves you. God's done a work in you. And he's telling you to go. Is telling you to go. And a life that is given over to God is an exciting life. Amen. I don't want to, you know, do anything else other than doing what I'm doing in the mission field. Amen. And uh, thirdly, the Bible says, uh, thirdly, do what you can. Amen. God wants us to do what we can, what he's put in us. And he will do signs and wonders and mighty miracles and turn things around for you. For the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let's stand up to our feet this morning. God is here this morning. Amen. He's here. He's here this morning. And He loves you. He's got a plan for your life. In these closing moments of this service, I want to I challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you today to step out. To step out of the place where you are and say, God, I'm going to step in. I'm going to step into my dream. I'm going to step into the vision. And this morning, even as I'm speaking to you, I'm not just giving you a word, I'm not just giving you a message, but I'm creating a picture in you, a picture for souls a picture for world missions, a picture for evangelism. God's giving, giving you a picture this morning. God's giving you a vision for souls. Souls. Multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for me to bring the gospel. You are special to Jesus. Jesus. And He's anointing you anew and afresh. But more than anything else, He's giving you a vision. A picture for souls, for the nations of the world. And God is fanning the flame that is within you today. The gift that is within you. He's he's, uh, anointing you anew and afresh to go to go to the nations to go to the streets to go to the prisons to go wherever he's calling you to go and it's one person at a time just stopping for the one amen it's worth it I'm here because somebody came to our house and shared the gospel I won't be here Today, if that person didn't come, my cousin drove us. Where is my, uh, Rohan? Where are you? Oh, that's my cousin there. This gospel is so precious. This is so precious. If God has done that to me, I got to share it with somebody else. Next time I come, God willing, I don't know when, but I'll share my testimony. But I was completely a prodigal. I didn't have nothing to do with what my parents did and their legacy or anything. Running away from God, nothing to do with God. But one day, every prayer that you pray, God hears those prayers. My church prayed for me. My parents prayed for me. And because of that, I had an encounter with Jesus on a rugby field. And I gave my heart to Jesus. It changed my life forever. I gave up my friends. I gave up my rugby. I gave up my sports. My life changed. And I, I, I was radically in love with Jesus. Jesus and this thing that i that i tasted i wanted to share with people my cousin came he was studying in the united states i was in los angeles he was in ohio he came for the summer he came for summer vacation to los angeles and um, he thought that we were going to party together but i said i'm going to show you a different kind of a party it's for partying with jesus he was going for tent meetings crusades you know, seminars. One day I asked him, Hey, would you like to accept Jesus as your personal savior? And he said, Yes. He said, Yes. And today he is here. He drove me down from Atlanta. Hey, Amen. The gospel works. It's one person at a time. One person at a time. Hallelujah. Are you willing this morning to go where his light is seen dim, where his power is not known, even to the uttermost parts of the world? God is challenging you this morning. If you're that person this morning, just step out and come forward. The prayer team is here. I'll pray with you this morning. God is doing something significant. This is a significant moment, and don't miss it. When I surrendered my life and I did that, there were many, many significant moments in my life, in my journey with God. But it's very personal. There won't be any fanfare. There won't be people clapping. But it's you and God. God is sending you. God is commissioning you to go. And that can have such an impact. Such an amazing impact. And this morning, God is calling you. God is calling you. Hallelujah. To live a life of impact. And as you say yes to God, and as you walk this aisle, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to put purpose. What is my purpose? My purpose is this one thing. To know God and to share Him. To know Him. I'm radically in love with Him. And I want to share Him. I want to share everything what He's doing in my life. I want to share everything what He's done in my life. Hallelujah. That's the call this morning. And if you are, come as you are, whoever you are wherever whatever you've done you just come and say yes to jesus say lord i'm willing to lay my life down and i'm willing to go where your light is seen dim, where your power is not known even to the outermost parts of the world god i want to make a difference i want to make a difference i want to bring freedom to people I want to help people realize their potential and their purpose. And I want to make a difference. If that's you, just come forward. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor Michael's here. I'm here. The prayer team is here. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. Just come as you are. Thank you, Lord. Just see the love of God, you know, just being poured out into people this morning, into families this morning. Holy Spirit is pouring out His love. It's falling afresh on you today. Fresh oil of the Holy Spirit, fresh oil of God. The oil of God's love is flowing. It's flowing from heaven above today into this place, into your life. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. The mighty name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'll stand here and the prayer team will be here. I'm going to pray with you.